I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well done, everyone. You've made the incredible choice to listen to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. Yes, my name is Marcus Speller. I'm actually Pete Donaldson. Marcus isn't very well. Get well soon. Hashtag pray for Marcus. I'm here, mate. Marcus. Well, I'm Marcus. Uh, you're Marcus. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm Marcus and so is my wife. Yes. Who's I the fat-mouthed idiot? I am Marcus's <laughs> wife, Marcus. <laughs> Hello, Don't Marcus. Don't you dare Hello. speak about Lord Ramble like that. <laughs> Lord Rumble got us in loads of trouble last week with the uh, Fraser Cheers. He did, yeah. A, lot of yeah. People, a lot of people thought we genuinely didn't know what Fraser was, yeah. and were then angry when we did. Yeah, although, very weird. Although or, I knew the, the soundtrack, or as it should be pronounced, Fraser. <laughs> Fraser Kane. <laughs> Fraser Kane. Uh, the, so it's the been, Canadian shock jock. It's been a very, very busy week for football. Shall we start with the England Netherlands match? Obviously, yeah. we, we haven't been had a chance to talk about that. Um, a, an okay performance. I don't really know, to be honest. What do we take from that match? It was a strange one, wasn't it? Something I, I'm not sure if we actually mentioned this about the Germany game on on the show um, earlier in the week, but it, it looked very clear that mm. uh, England were practicing ca- playing on the counter attack, yeah. um, which is something obviously they need to do, especially against bigger teams, and it worked worked very well. It looks uh, like largely. We're, it looks like we're trying to um, practice how to play like England. Well, against, indeed, <laughs> against the Netherlands. But I, I wondered if the, if the idea was to practice uh, protecting a lead, which they then failed at. Um, <laughs> e- even if you you know, even if you factor in, oh, that was a foul on Jagielka, the second goal shouldn't have stood. You know, that's that's still a still a failure. But I, I wonder because it, it was a very different performance. But then it was almost in you know an entirely different team. So that's to be expected, mm. isn't it? Did uh, did Rose cover himself in glory? It wasn't the best performance, no. was it? Danny Rose is a funny one in general because he's had a great season for Tottenham but there have been times in the past where he's, he's looked like a bit of a liability for them and maybe he's not been quite up to it and I, I worry a little bit that the, the, you know, the changed environment might, might bring that out of him for England but mm. uh, who knows, we shall see. I, I enjoyed the game, I thought it was a little bit like coming back down to earth after a, a wonderful trip mm. into the, 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 the atmosphere. <laughs> like slipping into a terrible warm bath it was almost like the footballing gods went would you like to know what it's like to actually be a good international football team? Yeah. Here you go for one night, like a Willy Wonka <laughs> yeah. golden ticket. One, one night in heaven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And one then, night in heaven. One night in heaven in Berlin. Yeah, and then um, and then we got brought crashing down to earth to an extent. But mm. but the reason I say to an extent is because as Jim's touched on, um, a number of players who feature probably won't start. Yeah. Um, one of the goals for um for for, for Netherlands was a terrible referee decision. I mean, uh, and, again, oh, that's, getting that's it out of the way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then the other one was obviously a penalty. So um, it's nothing to be too sort of uh, downhearted about, especially when you take into account the fact that England's goal was amazing. Yeah. England's goal was amazing. It was a brilliant <laughs> goal. Yeah. And, and the thing is, the reason that I, I want you all to understand it was amazing 
amazing is because it's very easy to watch that game and go, oh, yeah, it was a good goal. That was England that scored that goal. <laughs> We're all used to watching great football teams over the years, yeah. like Barcelona. and all this. That was England that scored that. At speed as well. That was a non-English goal. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a be- it was a beautiful move. It really was. And, um, uh, on that note, Pete, just before, before we move on from international football, because I know it's the Premier League preview show, mm. um, after the Germany game, uh, England's odds to win the Euro 2016 um, with Bet365 were 10 to 1. They're now into 8 to 1 to win it. So after people, losing? But no, no, after the Germany game. Right. But what I was going to go on to say was they haven't righted themselves again after after Netherlands. So right. it seems to me that the betting community at large don't um, don't put too much stock in the Netherlands result anyway. Yeah, well, friendlies okay. friendlies are you know regardless of how close to the tournament they are and how exciting they they may seem, they never really have an effect, do they? Do you remember actually a similar friendly where uh, England beat Argentina three two in Geneva? That was and a it great was game. Amazing. That was the best. That was the best England friendly I've seen uh, up until Germany. The yeah, Germany it was that, brilliant. They're the only two I can think of that I've really enjoyed watching. Were England two 0 down in that as well? Not sure. But every other friendly England have played pretty much has been you watch it out of like a sense of duty yeah. uh, because you do a, a football show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're tied to you forever. But sometimes sometimes the work can be enjoyable. And it, and it, was, it was in But I also really enjoyed Danny Drinkwater's performance against Neville. Yes. It was excellent. Most touches of any player on either team. Most passes completed. He did uh, shank a massive one out of, uh, out of player. That will well, happen from time to time. And some, <laughs> some people are never happy. Yeah. It, all the more interesting when they happen to support Newcastle United. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what do you want? Share in there, yeah. you? Just, John Joe Shelves in there. Jack Colback accidentally like <laughs> kicking a hole in the turf and falling into it. Is that what you want? <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't want himself. Them, I don't want them anywhere near that Wembley turf. To be no, quite frank, no good. It's treacherous for crying Tre- out Yeah, there. true. We, we need all the help we uh, we can get. But, but it's interesting. On that front, I wanted to bring uh, on the drink water front. I wanted to bring Jim into it because I wanted to say to you, Jim, that apparently Jack Wilshire is playing an under twenty ones game for Arsenal tomorrow yes. night. Uh, mm. I think it might be a week tomorrow night. So oh, even okay, less right. preparation. Yeah. So he's going to have probably the best part of eight weeks preparation if he has no injury setbacks and he plays a, a reasonable part in Arsenal's running yeah. um, I saw um, Adrian Clark ex-Arsenal player on Twitter today saying that he thinks um, Wilshere's got, got to start if he's fit I wonder if he can get fit and if he can't I think Drinkwater and Dara are the best options at the base of that did, did Adrian mean Wilshere has to start for Arsenal or for England England really yeah. I, I mean again it's, it touches on what we you know what we spoke about last week. If it's Jack Wilshire at his peak form, then yeah, he probably is in that team. And but I'd agree with that. How, yeah. how do we know he's going to be in his peak form? It's let's let's not forget that he's had this entire season out injured, coming off the back of a season in which he was largely out for it injured entirely. And yes, yeah. he played well in the few games where he was back, and he actually scored a couple of goals for England uh, in an international in a, in a qualifier when he was back. So mm. yeah, maybe he can bounce back from from injury very well. But two years without football, you're taking that gamble that he's going to be at his best. I mean, there are, there are players there that are good enough I think we should don't need yeah, that risk I think we should have moved on but with, with Wilshire it was the most Arsenal thing ever because it was in the evening standard today that I read that he might play in the under 21s and it basically gave a little bit of a recap of what happened when he was injured when he actually got the injury and Arsene Wenger literally quoted this saying he's going to be out two to three days yeah. It's just a knock on the is, shin. Is a knock this on the one shin. Or the last one? Th- this one. A knock on the shin, which turned out to be a broken fibula. It's a knock on the shin. <laughs> knock on the shin. Technically, <laughs> he's not, technically he's not. a knock on yeah, the shin. He's not wrong, is he? He's not wrong there. <laughs> I'm going to knock, knock, knock on shin until, think, it, until it goes through. Do you think that's why Arsenal's. Um problems uh, with injuries are, are so bad because the medical department is just Wenger looking at it and going oh yeah it should be fine it was just a knock on the shin yeah. like, no room. more investigation is, is than that is that night Monty Python it's yeah. just a flesh wound yeah. or can you imagine the physio sort of like, assessing a player and Wenger just standing in the doorway arms folded and every time the physio says he's going to be out for eight weeks Wenger just shakes no. his head Change six weeks it. four get the- two to three days <laughs> he's not injured no, get, he's get, fit get, get the tragic sponge out isn't that supposed to be a magic sponge <laughs> no, no. no. It's a cricket bat yeah. <laughs> him, him. 
with a nail in the end of it. I'm just worried about uh, Jack Wilshere's uh, body weight. Obviously, it's hard to kind of come back into. So he's got to up his cigarettes, isn't he? Really. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's make it uh, very clear there. Uh, yeah. In the uh, in the Premier League, there is a full complement of matches. Uh, obviously, some really interesting ones. Arsenal versus Watford's going to be uh, a, a quite a nice celebration, presumably of uh, Rocky Rawcastle's life. Obviously, he yeah. died 15 years to, to the day. A bit before your time, a little bit, Jim. I, you'd a, say a, a tiny bit, but I'm aware of uh, how much uh, affection there, there is for for David Rawcastle all around the club. No, not just at Arsenal as well. Some of the other clubs he played for. I saw, a picture, I saw a picture of him playing under 21s, uh, not under 21s, sorry, um, reserve team football with um, with John Terry. John Terry oh, was like wow. was like really? 16 or 16 or 17, playing in the same team, uh, same Chelsea team as uh, as Rawcastle. Well, Watford are going to the Emirates, aren't they? And they beat Arsenal at the Emirates in the FA yes. Cup. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's a Important game. Arsenal need to uh, need to get back on track. But, Indeed. Um, um, but we're going on to uh, probably the, the most delicious uh, delicious of uh, fixtures. Uh, Leicester Southampton. Uh, Ferguson. Uh, Alex Ferguson. That is has said that uh, Leicester deserve the title. Do they though, lads? Do they? It's, well, well, it's not. I mean, is it for him to say? Well, there is, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a rigorous system of testing that's been put in place, <laughs> isn't it? Over 38 about, games to see you deserve numbers, it. Isn't it? <laughs> I, I think while I can see that if anyone is qualified to dish out a Premier mm. League title before time, it's probably Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. Um, as Jim says, it's not really the time. Yeah. And it, we, we, we will certainly see over the next seven games, but I think Leicester will probably go on to do it. I, I don't know about you. I guys. mean, I mean, some of those titles were Steve McLaren's as a coach, so he should have a shout really for uh, for giving it giving a little bit. Well, absolutely. Uh, yeah. he'll take what's, anything, what's his opinion? He'll take, any, he'll take anything he can get, yeah. presumably. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, the Saints are only uh, four points off a Champions League place. Do, do they deserve that? Do they deserve a Champions League place? Because look, you were very, you were unequivocal, let's say, about uh, their, their their poor form around about Christmas. They were pretty uh, terrible, but they managed to pick it up, and they're uh, they're steaming ahead. Yeah, probably what spurred them on. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. They did go through a terrible patch, but they, they, they bounced back. Now mm. they're only four points off uh, off top four, and um, and um, but. The thing is, Bet365 have an 80 to 1 to get into the top four. Wow. Really? At this stage, they have a huge price. Yes, yeah, so a £10 on that gets you £800 mm. back, well, plus as, your stake. As you pointed out yourself, Luke, it's not the points you have to haul in, it's the teams. Yeah, the, the, that's the, the teams yeah, exactly. up the top. They don't drop that many points. So. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, there's no science to back this up, and there rarely is with me. Uh, but the the, the, um, <laughs> the the situation is that I think you're it, all got. You have it, it gets exponentially <laughs> it gets exponentially harder um, the more teams you have to overhaul. It's not just about the points because you're relying on other teams to drop points, and the more teams you're relying on to do that, it becomes very complicated. Yeah. Because then they end up playing each other and all that other stuff. Yeah, and yeah. It can't always work. But eighty to one is a fair price. I mean, they're, they're in good form. The problem is also they've played a game more than Arsenal, Man City, West Ham. And Man United, so that'll play a part mm. as well. Mm. So Southampton are in really, really good form. Um, so I think this is going to be quite a tough game for for Leicester potentially. Um, Graziano Pella's in really, really good form, and he's obviously quite a big, tough striker. I'm looking mm. forward to him against the Hoot. Oh God! Can oh, he handle be, the that'll, Hoot? That'll be a that battle for all the ages. Yeah. But, but um, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and now Leicester are getting into a situation which should, I mean, nerves aside, be easier for them because these teams they're playing need to win, and Leicester mm. are so good on the break that it play into Leicester's hands. So, so. Leicester are twenty three to twenty to win against Southampton with Bet three six five. Right, uh, so ten pound on that returns you twenty one pound fifty, um, with you know, including your stake. So it'll be a fascinating game if if it goes the way we think it might go. And, and Southampton, who are gunning for points themselves, really play into Leicester's hands. Is mm. all you have to do to win the Premier League offer your players pizza? 
It seems to be bread based. I mean, they're probably off the carbs, aren't they? Uh, unless it's uh, the, well, the, the everyone the else is. For the man. <laughs> People will be so. kicking themselves about. Oh, why did we realise that in in the seventies when well, pizza first came to the UK? Well, Ro- well Rooney for, uh, sort of was quite um, quite vocal about the fact that he hated um, Saturday morning games or Saturday afternoon games at like twelve o'clock, twelve thirty, twelve right. forty-five. That he had to eat pasta at like ten o'clock in the morning. I can imagine. Like that, he yeah. wouldn't be doing that. Anyway. <laughs> I, I think it, surely it would mess with the system, right? I mean, yeah, yeah pasta for breakfast isn't appealing. Is it? No. Sounds like a terrible band. <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it, it would be hard to sort of wolf down. But yeah, I imagine pizza would be a much easier, easier thing. I, I think. I think. Put I, cheese on anything. I'll eat it. I mean, yeah, house brick. L- leftover, leftover, pe- <laughs> leftover pizza is a wonderful breakfast. Yeah, and, and, in, and in many t- in many occasions, growing up in Hartlepool, house brick was all you had to eat. Couldn't, couldn't even get them. No, couldn't get breeze, them. just crushed up breeze block, half one each, slathered yeah. in coal dust. I, I, they said it was cinder toffee. I will defer to the extraordinary professional athlete is Wayne Rooney, but I wonder if he. <laughs> Eating pasta two and a half hours before a game is the right thing to do anyway. Surely yeah. that's the night before food. Has he been taught to do that? That's <laughs> the night before food, that, isn't it? That. I remember, I think I've probably said this on the Ramble before, but um, I ate steak tartare once before a Ramble football. I was there, and I, was, I remember. I, was, I did not feel very well. No. Not not a great thing to eat. I remember you doing that. Yeah, yeah. I remember. You, mm. I vividly remember you chopping up the raw egg into the into the raw meat and thinking, that boy is a caveman. Then I I'm, pleased I'm, on the, I'm pleased I'm on the same team as him this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> He's going to go feral just yeah. at the right then time. Then I tore my shirt off yeah. and Try to kiss Rick Edwards. Um, so uh, he's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. And then vomited. He's a man statue. Uh, Newcastle versus Norwich. Can the new Shearer Mitrovic pull the Northeast club out of the mire? Is the question. It's a six pointer. It's, it's a relegation oh, it's a six pointer, guys. Six pointer, isn't it? Because Newcastle are um, three Sticking. points behind Norwich, but they do have a game in hand. So Against they win Man it. City. Oh, yay. <laughs> well, it's, it's a chance, isn't it's it? A chance, and who knows with Man City? Yeah, you, do, you don't know what Man City's going to turn up. You, but you don't know where be they're going. At least 80 million on the field. Yeah. But the thing is, Man City look like they're slightly on the beach, so yeah. it depends on the quality of the holidays they have booked. I think so, yeah. It'll be Dubai, no doubt. Mm. Uh, um, neither team are very good. And <laughs> no, no. Well, you're pulling all the stops now, Marcus and here. Neither team are any good. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's good to give the football-watching public at large a reminder. Paul Tell Merson. it like it is. The only, <laughs> Norwich and Newcastle have only won two games between them in, in recent memory. Both of those wins have been against West Brom. There you go. Right, okay. that. That's Luke's a good one. Newcastle did absolutely smashed Norwich though, didn't they? They beat them 6-2 back in October, I think it was. God, yeah. that seems like a generation ago now. <laughs> but we, we said at the time it's like Newcastle had used up too many goals at once and it actually turned <laughs> they out to be true. I think Maybe they'll do it again, are I you worried about that? I think that's the only time this season, the whole season, uh, that Newcastle have beaten a team by more than one goal. Which is, is, it, is that true? Which is a dreadful stat. A well, listen, dreadful given stat. that neither team can defend, um, mm. over two and a half goals with Bet365 is 11-10, to 10, so £10 okay. on that returns you £21, including your stake. Uh, that might be a way to go because, like I say, these teams just dish out rough approximations <laughs> of defending. Like, leave... The marking will be mainly fictional. Yeah, yeah. leaving aside Aston Villa training, is this the two worst defences in the league? <laughs> hey, guy, <laughs> quite entertaining. Let me just grab Luke by the arm and say, Luke, I, I can assure you, Collegini is back in training. All right, guys. Thirty-nine-year-olds for British Collegini. I'll sleep well back tonight. Back in training. If, by the way, if Aston Villa now, you know that thing a while ago, where Aston Villa were beaten three-nil by their reserve team, whatever, something mm. like that. If Aston Villa's two teams play each other now, I think it might open up a vortex <laughs> to another universe where no football is allowed yeah. to be played. Uh, yeah, Gary Megson rules it with an iron yeah. fist. They're trying to play football, but they just can't figure it out. So if it happens midweek, do stay away from the Bodymore Heath area. You might, you might be sucked in. I think so. Uh, right, before we hit an ad break. 
Brick, uh, just briefly. A buoy man, what the hell's going oh, on there, guys? That's a shame, isn't it? Right. So that do, was the, you, the one silver in, lining. Basically, Emmanuel Abue has had some sort of issue with an agent where he's owed him some money. He's been told he has to pay it. He's decided to just not do that. So he's been banned from football for a year. Apparently, if he does pay it, uh, there's a chance it'll be overturned, but there's like an appeal process and stuff. So right, okay. Su- Sunderland have basically just cancelled his short-term contract. We were all looking forward to seeing what chaos would reign when that man stepped back onto a Premier League football pitch, and we've been robbed of it I th- I think by I, his own chaos. I think Big Sam Allardyce was having one of his monthly aggregated marginal gains meetings and said, <laughs> what can we do to get any sort of advantage for the rest of the season? Not have signed a Bouet? No yeah, worries. Fine, I'll yeah, take care of it. Get rid of it. A Bouet frankly trying to see if he can pay his uh, debts with um, costumes. <laughs> yeah, it's, just... probably, it's probably not even a concern. Yeah. Big Sam probably just put a word in someone's ear. Can you ban him? Can you ban him for a bit? He really is a destabilising prospect. I was hoping he'd get himself sent off, but he's not even good enough to get in the team. (laughs) Right, we'll be back very soon with uh, more Premier League chat. We're going to touch on uh, Man United, Everton, and a bit of uh, Villa Chelsea as well. They've had a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Watch yourself, this a ramble boys, chucking out the banks, making all the noise. Keep your peepers peeled and watch those grubby mitts, because they're coming for you and your big shop tips. You're listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365, Pete Donaldson in for Marcus Speller with Jim and I'm with uh, Luke. How you's doing? Same Did you have a good we break? Before, I yeah. mean, it was literally seconds, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, literally yeah. seconds. Wee's um, So, um, Liverpool versus Spurs, guys. Spurs needing a win to uh, keep pace with Leicester. Is this a thigh rubber? The first game between them was nil-nil. <laughs> Is this a thigh yeah, rubber? I think the first it, game between them was nil-nil. I th- I Am think I rubbing your thigh that. right now? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this uh, this is a potentially good game because Tottenham basically play the game that Liverpool are trying to play but mm. don't seem to have the fitness to maintain so uh, obviously people always say going to Anfield is tough and it is but at the same time it's, it's second against ninth isn't it so yeah. I think Tottenham have a good chance here they just um, they, I mean they could even just let Liverpool tie themselves out for a bit and then yeah. just kill it off late on with a Christian Eriksen goal that seems to be a, a pattern that works for them you, what, never, what, you never really know what Liverpool you're going to get, do you? Not it's really. It's very, very difficult to predict. It's, they're a bit like Man United in the way. You never really know what's going to turn up. And, and, and Spurs will be tired from being England. In Just changing their shirts yeah. to another white and, <laughs> and getting on with it. A worse white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it is a worse white shirt. I don't even like that. I don't, I don't, I don't care. care. It's, it's a badly designed shirt. Everyone hates the New England kit. I, I quite like it. I quite like the throwback nature of it. it, it like, I didn't Throw like it at first, it. but then I, John, I warmed to it. John Motson had an absolute meltdown on the radio last week. <laughs> it's not that unusual now. No, but it? specifically no. about this kit. He's right. um, there was a chat show after the game and Motson was on some sort of panel and he said, he basically tried to get a bit of uh, camaraderie with another pundit I forget what it was about the fact that the red sleeve, the red shirts the sleeves were mauve mm. right and he, and he starts going yeah, well, the thing is the, the, the sleeves are mauve and someone was like yeah you know they are aren't they and it was like he, it wasn't the response he wanted he, he just, <laughs> and then after that for the rest of like, the half an hour section it was like he was just, every so often John Motts in the background would just go mauve <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do like when, uh, when, when when veterans it's usually veterans of the game turn up to they rock up to a studio and they go right I've got one point yeah. I've got one yeah. fight I've got one bit of stand up I've got one bit they, of material and I'm going to do a lot of stuff around it a few people were saying last week that John Motts was no longer in touch with the general 
public. <laughs> Listen to this hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mauve. The mauve public. <laughs> the mo- the mauve hour. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, the Spurs need that win. They really do need uh, need the three points. Well, do you, uh, do you, do you predict that Leicester will beat, um, will beat Southampton? Is that what you're saying? Because, I think we'll, uh, we'll, because, we'll, because, because we'll Leicester and Southampton played the following day. Mm. So Spurs, it's important for Spurs to go around and get a win to pile the pressure on Leicester, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Because if, if we're seeing, if we're going to see Leicester fall over and, uh, under this pressure, it's probably going to start around this weekend. Yeah. It's just vital for Spurs on that, on that Saturday night game, which everyone will be watching, for them to beat Liverpool at Anfield. They, could, they can do it. It's, it's just whether they, well, they respond yeah. to the pressure themselves. Well, when, when they were tested last was a couple of weeks, weeks ago, in this same situation, pretty much, I think Leicester played after, after Spurs, didn't Did they? they? I can't they, remember. They, they didn't manage to do it. So, um, oh, was it against West Brom, the two all? Maybe, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And then, and then, that was before, wasn't it? That turned out to be a point game because everyone else got beat. Right, okay, yeah. yes. e- even so, though, Tottenham have to win to just maintain the pressure on Leicester, even if Leicester do win. They're running out of games to close that gap. Mm. You know, they, they've effectively got to win every game pretty much from this point. Mm. Either, if they, if they both if they both lose and Arsenal get a win against Watford, it's on. <laughs> either way, the Premier League wins. It is not <laughs> the Premier League and its shareholders win, and that's the main thing. Mm. I think uh, Manchester United, Everton. It's the Moisey Derby. It's not the Moisey. It's derby. the Moisey Derby. He's not involved with any club anymore. It's the Moisey Derby. Have you had a blow to the head and forgotten what year it is again? Move. <laughs> Mov that would be you in 40 years time on the radio <laughs> some, some local radio station probably run by the BBC if it slicks this you just go Mov no, they, they've made it very clear they don't want me Drain, um, draining if... another bottle of red wine <laughs> it's part of the, Mauve it's wine. part of one of those deals you get in the back of a magazine yeah. it's, a, it's a box it's not a box no but he's taken the, he's yeah. taken the bladder out of the absolutely. box absolutely yeah. and that's and just sec- that's round his neck <laughs> and he's got a straw secreted it round the person he's round his neck along with his house kicks on the chain <laughs> otherwise he forgets them and a little note for whoever finds him <laughs> and people go have you got Pete are you alright I've got it's my space suit it's my silver space suit please return me to my house via the off license if, if this bladder is empty so if uh, if Man United do win their game in hand they are going to be eight points behind Spurs should Spurs be worried no there'll be no. there'll be six games left after that <laughs> no. I don't, listen I'm, I'm no mathematician but I don't even know if that's going to be possible is this the most undignified end to a really celebrated career like Van Gaal well it's up there isn't it, if it, is, there. If it is it's his own fault <laughs> isn't it he's well, in charge I just, yeah I know but I mean he's, he's been hamstrung by players like I don't know if we had he's we've been had, hamstrung with the players we've, we've he spent some... 250 million pounds <laughs> signing we've had some very underwhelming footballers uh, yeah but surprisingly underwhelming like Angel Di Maria yeah, yeah just he's almost like a forgotten man now. Yeah, but no he's one, doing really well at PSG, you know, because as you would expect, because he's a top level player. Yeah. It's just like everyone's forgetting about his bizarre year at Man United. People are forgetting about his time at Man United, and also the fact that he cost forty two billion pounds as well, <laughs> which is an exact figure, by yeah. the way. If if he met all the uh, all the, uh, the the add-ons, yeah, Falcao. Anyone? No, Falcao as well. Another one. Yeah, Legendary yeah. footballers. Well, despite all that, Manchester United are nineteen to twenty, so odds on to mm. beat uh, Everton at, um, at Old Trafford uh, on Sunday. Th- and and, and uh, ten pounds on that returns you nineteen pound fifty, so a nine pound fifty profit with Bet three six five. Will Everton with the new money be uh, looking at a new manager next season? Yeah, it's yet to be seen, isn't it? I wouldn't be that surprised. Tough if that to say. Was, that'll, that'll be one of those decisions where people go, "Oh, that's harsh on Martinez. He deserves a bit more." But if that happens in the summer, I will, I will go, "Yeah, that makes sense." I would in too, the modern but game, is there a Line the ointment hedge in for that, thinking that Everton may well win the FA Cup. Um, possibly, yeah. That's it done wonders be a, from before. They're going to get new. I think they're going to get new owners in the Goodison Park, but it will be a cruel man indeed who fired him after that. Yeah, actually, the, the new owners thing puts even more pressure on, doesn't it? It's a, yeah, if absolutely, he it absolutely does. And, and, and the big, it's a big if because obviously none of these things have happened yet. But if he does win the FA Cup and then leaves, he'll 
surely be the only manager in English history to have won two FA Cups and leave like the very next week. Yeah, <laughs> both times. Absolutely. Did that at Wigan as well, of course. I um, I actually think United will win this. I think they'll probably step it up, and their form will uh, be a bit less patchy from now on when they have to. And Everton actually have surprisingly okay away form. They've um they've only lost once in their last fourteen. Seven of those were draws. But right. when you look at the season they're having, um. They're actually surprisingly sort of good away from home. So, so who you, knows? If you predict Man United to, to, to start hitting a bit of form, um, to, to, are you essentially saying you think Man City will miss out on the top four? Because that would be fascinating. With I don't know, but in. I think they're going to... Um I think they're going to start sort of matching each other a little bit more and the, the, the race for that will probably become between those two. We talk about, you know, West Ham and maybe even Southampton like driving up there, but at, at some point, surely that rivalry is going to click into gear and they're both going to buck their ideas up. Well, I just, I still can't get it around, get my head around the idea that both teams would be so inconsistent. Um, well, well, do it, Jim. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, I might have to. Stop blaming Sorry yourself for your own deficiencies. <laughs> I got, I got two, get your head around it. You know, they've got two tough away games, um... After this Everton game, they go to Water Lane on the tenth, and they play um, uh, West Ham in the FA Cup in the in, in the in the game after that. But one of the things, speaking of Man United, did you see uh, the BBC report in the other day that, or there's a comment piece saying the English National Opera should look to Alex Ferguson as a new CEO, saying they need an inspirational leader and he'd be the great man to do it. And it's like that's a really bizarre story, really given that one he's Scottish, and two, I don't think he's got any musical history well, at all. It's like when people say that Alan Sugar should run for mayor. Yeah, it's yeah. just just because he's a notable figure with authority. It doesn't mean it's you know he could be brilliant at everything he turns his hand. Well, look at Greg Dyke. I mean, what's he doing at the FA for crying out loud? He, was yeah. he just moves around different CEO positions. But that's but that's the thing. CEOs do transfer or kind of uh, heads heads of uh, heads of companies do. Uh, just Adam kind of Crowe is another one. He's yeah. similar. But um, I'm not. By the way, can I just say, in case there was any sort of ambivalence whatsoever about this ambiguity, sorry about I'm it, for it. it. I think Fergie should do it. I'm just saying it'd be a bizarre appointment. Yeah, I mean Louis Van Gaal is um, way more musical. Oh, he'd be brilliant. Louis Van Gaal. Yeah. Louis Van Gaal is play all of the saxophones all the time. <laughs> Ferguson's first appointment should be Louis Van Gaal as conductor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. This lady, she plays the saxophone, <laughs> not in the middle of the not in the middle of the yeah. music. No, he, and he, no, he should be mic'd up. Yeah, definitely. He should have like a Madonna-style headpiece. Oh, and he should tell what, them. like a Vogue. That'd yeah. be fantastic. He should tell them yeah. what to do. He shouldn't properly conduct. Be a new new style. He is a Madonna-style headpiece. Honestly, you're listening to the football ramble. If you're not already familiar, uh, I, I thought I was on air. I thought I was alive there for a second. Never mind. Let's get on to uh, the, our final match. We're going to talk about another uh, one of your little bubbles. What? Yeah. what? Move, move. Give him more move wine, over. wine from the. I don't br- usually do this what give him more on the skin of wine <laughs> no you're having a breakdown he's firmly in his cups unbelievable did, did you hear the Sean Monday it was dreadful was I on it <laughs> uh, Aston Villa Chelsea oh that, that that was a weird uh, few, few days wasn't it what because well, Remy Gard's gone was Remy Gard's gone and they got rid of him during a, an England international yeah, yeah. When kind of interesting everyone's heads are turned yeah um, very was, strange that Not that was the most undignified thing since Gus Poirier found out about his firing on match of the day yeah, yeah okay, that was that's very good. Yeah, someone had to break. Was it Mark Chapman had to break the news to him? Him or Lineker? One of the didn't things. have to though, did he? I didn't know. Chose have to. to. Yeah, chose to. Journalist knows. So viral. I'm not, not letting anyone else have this. Let's get viral, he says. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is what I say before every sexual conquest. Oh, I, um, I think, oh dear. What? <laughs> every. Everyone. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Um, Chelsea will win this game. Let's do the bet of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, our bet of the week this week uh, is sponsored by Bet365 on bet365.com. Uh, we're going to go for uh, Leicester to win 1 0, I do believe. Is that right? Yeah, Leicester have won a, a, a lot of games 1 0 in, in, mm. uh, in the recent past, um, and it seems to me like they're turning into a bit of a, you know, a bit of a. Was it, was it Manchester United won the title doing that a number of years ago? They just, right. they just 
beat everyone one nil for ages. Mm. Um, so Leicester to beat Southampton one nil is six to one um, with bet three six five. So we will be placing fifty pounds on that as a charity bet with all proceeds going, of course, to Prostate Cancer UK. Um, fifty pounds on that at six to one obviously returns us three hundred and fifty pounds, so a three hundred pound profit. And uh, please remember, you must be over the age of 18 to gamble. And for more information on responsible gambling, go to gamblerware.co.uk. Yeah, it's a great website. Not as good as footballramble.com, though, but it's good. It's up there. They're both fine. They're both fine. And bet365.com, of course. Uh, do you want some correspondence? Yes. Yes. I've been in the email box and I found some emails. Uh, this one comes from uh, George Vaughan Barrett. Hello, George Vaughan Barrett. Uh, GVB for short, I'm going to call him. Uh, I've just been on holiday to uh, sunny Lisbon, where upon searching TripAdvisor for the best place to watch the football, I was confronted by the aptly named Irish pub with the notorious Barrio Alto district, or in the notorious Barrio Alto uh, district. I, drug, uh, I dragged my uh, unwilling girlfriend along, blah, blah, blah. I was watching uh, a lot of English tourists watching the game. Then out of the shadows, like a nightcrawler, cradling a Guinness, comes none other than Brighton's finest, Steve Sidwell. Cradling Ooh. a Guinness? Yeah. I was a little shocked at first and whispered to a few English blokes, is that Steve Sidwell? To which confusion led to uh, some uh, quick Google searches just to make sure we were correct. Things were about to get interesting. Now, I got, <laughs> I got excited about this part of the email. Do the second part next week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cereal. <laughs> Turn to page 92. Yeah. Uh, on a, a purely logistical note, you'll be pleased to hear that he celebrated all the goals despite his perhaps odd relationship with English football. Um, is there, did he have any odd relationship no. with English football? I don't really understand that. Chelsea for a bit. No, Chelsea okay. for a bit. Uh, However, the highlight of the night was Steve walking around the bar with a dildo strapped to his head. All in all, a top chap. Well, okay. <laughs> so well, there that, we go. That escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah it up, really up, did. Up until that point, I thought walking around with a dildo attached to your head and being a top chap were mutually exclusive. Yeah. How wrong I was. <laughs> well, you could hide it under a top hat. You could be a top hat uh, dildo chap. You've done it before. Yeah, I know. That's how I conceal it. <laughs> uh, right, this one goes from Ewan Rowe. Hello, Ewan. Gentlemen, uh, do you know the teams who have gone the longest since finishing in the top six of any division? No, now, but I, I, you and Roy must be a friend of the round. I've heard him. I've heard before. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, so the teams who have gone longest since finishing in the top six of any division, right? So I had to get my head around this. Yeah, I don't okay. understand the question. Right. So, it, so, it, 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 it's so whatever exactly... division they're in, they're in, they've not finished in the top six in that division. Right. So if they get relegated, then they, they go to the league below, obviously. They've not finished in the top six there either. Right. Okay. That's right, yeah? That's correct, yeah, okay. yeah. So I had to double check the winner on this one, and he's correct. Right, so in four... Portsmouth, 13 years. years. Fulham, 15 years. They've not finished top six. Bradford, 17 years. They still manage a promotion by finishing seventh. Oh, from League Two, and yeah. Winning, and winning the League Two playoffs. Yeah. Coventry, 46 years. Wow. What a Because obviously they started in League One. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the old yeah. Division One. Then they were in the Premier League. Then they bit, 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 yeah. bit. Uh, Coventry City, the worst team to spot in England, he says. After spending 34 years in the top flight, albeit with one glory year of 1987, when I think they won the FA Cup, wasn't it, didn't they? Uh, we've uh, we've sunk two divisions, moved into a stadium which is three times too big for us, had two point deductions, <laughs> seen all of our best players, such as Callum Wilson and Scott Dan Sold, moved out the stadium, played 35 miles away in Northampton for a season, and have now bottled our best chance of finishing in the top since, six since 1970. After going top of League One at the end of November, Coventry have won four times in 21 games, falling to mid-table obscurity. So Pete and Jim can shut up about Newcastle and Arsenal. Coventry City fans are truly the longest-suffering fans in the yeah. country. An and unnecessary dig at the end, that? No. The, the, beautiful, the beautiful game. Yeah, but, you know, they have to live in Coventry, mate. <laughs> I'm, I've got, I've got a, bit, a quick bit of correspondence. Do you want to end on that? Uh, I've got one. Oh, you go I've ahead. Got, you go got ahead. One. Do you want more? This one's very pithy, so you go ahead. Okay. 
Yeah, like, you go you, ahead. Okay. You go first, P- yeah. Pithy after silliness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, this one's, yeah, this one's filth. Um, <laughs> hello, Dan Bright. Dan Bright says, uh, Hiya, guys. Just recently started listening to the podcast to help me through my dissertation. He goes on to say some nice things. Thank you, Dan. We're not some of our long. listeners are university educated. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Not quite yet. Let's put those rumours to bed. <laughs> some of our listeners are undergraduates. <laughs> uh, have, have debt. Let's yeah, have, okay, yeah. have debt and free time. Uh, on with the story. In year six, I went to school with Patrick Burger's son. For his 10th nice. or 11th birthday, I can't remember which, uh, I went round to his house for a party. A couple of hours later, and maybe some dodgy cake, I ended up blocking his toilet. Oh, no. Burger himself came in with a plastic bag wrapped around his arm. <laughs> oh, and, nice. And shoved his hand down the loo to clear it. Saw him several <laughs> years later outside a villa park, and he walked past me, looked me in the eyes, and walked off tutting to himself. Technically a great football, uh, footballer and decent with a plastic bag around his arm. Hope he washed his hands. Yeah, I mean, so if a footballer's ever dislodged a chunk of your excrement with his hands, do get in touch. <laughs> Short the football <laughs> raffle dot com. I've got, um, I've just got a piece of correspondence here from Owen Tracy who got in touch on Twitter with a, a nice little uh, Jeff Goldblum quote. Okay. Um, he says, uh, Jeff, this is a quote from Jeff Goldblum apparently. He says, people always ask me how I pronounce my name. Goldblum or Goldblum? I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks for that, Owen. That's excellent. Lovely. Enjoyed that. <laughs> Lovely old job. Uh, well, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your, your uh, gold bloom, uh, gold bloom uh, updates. Uh, you can get in touch with the show at uh, show at thefootballramble.com. We can be found at thefootballramble.com. Uh, go on there. Go on our YouTube page as well. You can see the fantastic stuff that Dean's done for four four tunes. That's four four two with a two uns etc etc. We'll be back on uh, Monday for more uh, football ramble fun. Is that all? Yes. Have we covered everything? Thank you, for joining, thank you for joining me, Luke. I'm uh, thank Thanks. you for joining me, Jim, and uh, our RP Marcus. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.